Uh, right, deadly and um, British Strongman podcast. So today we have Tommy Lavelle as a guest, who is the under 80 world strongest man, official strongman games, current champion. Hey. How do you do, sir? And I'll tell you something funny before we start, right? So t- Tommy thinks he owes us something a little bit here because he's apologised because he thinks he's late. He thinks he's an hour late because he went out on the piss last night. Whereas actually, I, I am late. No, no, no. You, you're actually, uh, you're actually two minutes early. Oh shit, Shay, I'm early. I got the times <laughs> wrong. I'm on time. So, <laughs> Shane, so Shane, he, he messaged me saying, "Oh, I'm sorry, man. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm late. Uh, I can't believe." Uh, no, I'm terrible. Never... Yeah, because I was like, dude, I'm never fucking late for shit. I'm just never late. I'm always early. Uh, yeah, I was a hairdresser for 17 years, and you have to be early for that shit. There was a saying like. Early is on time, on time is late, and late is unacceptable. So it's like, it's like well, you're still in. early, so it's all good. Uh, it's fucking yeah. So I feel great. I mean, I look yeah. like shit and I feel like shit, but you know what are you gonna do? So I said to him, <laughs> uh, be, he's better late than dead. Uh, but I, I, I wanted him to start this podcast with a little bit of guilt, actually. I love that <laughs> you fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> but, but actually, he's all good. Um, so let. Let's start. I want to know more about you. Tell tell us um, about being a being a world champ, being a champion, being a boss. Oh shit! I mean, well, I don't know what what sort of what, what sort of thing you want to hear about it because I, I mean, honestly, I don't think about it. So too when when much. did you, when did you decide that you wanted to be like say elite in strongman specifically and like how, so how, what. Like, explain the journey, how it's got there, how long it's taken. All right, yeah. Because so, you look old as fuck, by the way. Yeah, well, and I, it's specifically today. Yeah, I'm a, I'll be 39 in a couple weeks. Uh, wow. So I guess for, 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 for the guys I compete against, I am pretty old. <laughs> um, no, I, so I've always, always, always wanted to do Strongman. I grew up watching it on TV when I was like five, six, seven, eight years old, whatever. Um, and I, and, I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but even at that time, I wanted to be elite at it. I just wanted... I just wanted to like fucking do it, you know, like I knew I could do it. Um, I just didn't realize until 2015 that there was weight class strongman that that even even existed. I thought it was only a TV show. It was only for, you know, enormous guys lifting like enormous things. Uh, And and so it wasn't until 2015 when I started just just doing like normal training at the gym, uh, you know, shit like that. And and then I realized, well, I don't give a shit what I look like right like I don't care what I look like I'm never gonna get big so let me just see how strong I can get so started looking up you know how to get stronger how do you get stronger oh, you squat you deadlift okay how do you fucking squat and deadlift okay oh that's powerlifting all right yeah so maybe I should do powerlifting and then um you know I, I was listening to a podcast or reading a blog or some shit and this guy was talking about you should always have a competition on the horizon so that you always have something to aim for uh, I was like, okay, well, yeah, I'll just, that's a great idea. I, I do like, you know, I like, like short attainable goals. I like winning shit. I love being good at stuff. Um, <laughs> and uh, almost immediately when I thought of power, getting a powerlifting, getting into a powerlifting competition, I, like, I don't know, it occurred to me that I lived in New York City. So, you know, we've got pretty much everything here. So I just Googled uh, strongman NYC. Because I was like, well, shit, if there's powerlifting for guys like me, there must be strongman for guys like me. And then sure enough, there was, and, and I, I just went and, and, uh, and, and I mean, I wanted to be, maybe, you know what, maybe I didn't want to be elite at that point. Well, I mean, we all want to be elite, don't we? You know, you like listen to your favorite band and you imagine you're the fucking, you're the dude on stage and everybody's like, oh man, this guy is so brilliant. 
<laughs> right? So, I mean, in that sense, yeah, like I always wanted to be elite, but I definitely wanted to compete from day one. And I'm very good at competition, generally speaking. You know, like, uh, like in school, some people are just bad at taking tests. Like I studied yeah. and, and I'm just, you know, like, and they're just bad at taking tests. So I'm the opposite. I'm, I happen to be like really good at taking tests, even if I don't study. So it's similar with competition. I'm just like good at competition. I really like the nerves don't get to me yeah. somehow. I can re- you know, I like, relate I'm to that. I, thri- I thrive yeah. from competition. I, lo- I love yeah. it. I, lo- I love like doing stuff when it matters, like doing stuff on the dance floor. That's uh, yeah, totally. I, yeah. I yeah. Right. It. Yeah. So, and so that, that's, that's why you do it. Right. Like, you know, I mean, it, it, I'll, I'll be completely honest and candid with you. It's, and it's kind of a sad thing to say, if I didn't win so much, I don't know that I would be doing it. I mean, and that's just, that's just the honest truth. You know, I won my first competition. I've won every, uh, no, that streak has been broken. <laughs> I was going to say, I've won every competition I've been in, except one year I was coming up as a, uh, I had an injury in my first year at OSG and I was, uh, a, I had just won a 165 national championship, which is what's that, like 72, 73 kilos, something like that. So I was, I was a little smaller than the other guys and I took 10th place that year. But I still counted as a win because I made it to day three. So we, we still count it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so in, in as far as elite elite, and if we consider elite winning, uh, you know, the world championship, I, I remember exactly when it happened. It was in 20, I remember when I decided I wanted to win it is what I mean. Uh, yeah. uh, what, what was it? Dude, these years are all fucked up. It was 2019 that I won. Right. I think. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. 2019. So we, we, we had done what is it uh the viking press uh, i took 10th in that event uh with in, in the amount of reps i got in taking 10th i thought was like really good for me because i'm not a great presser and then I, I had a few goals that year i was just like okay you know i want to i want to win the deadlift medley uh and i want to make it to day three and there were like one or two guys that i don't like that i was just like i just need to beat them so <laughs> who, i just want to beat who's them. that who who's that <laughs> yeah, yeah. who are the guys you don't like come on uh <laughs> fucking never saying it, <laughs> never <say> it. <laughs> and, because i have to i have to like everybody now now i have to be nice to everyone you know <laughs> yeah the, oh by, by the way yeah so for, for anybody listening who hasn't seen his uh seen the deadlift medley go and go and look it up on instagram or wherever what did you do 14 seconds was it yeah just just like yeah 14 three fucking yeah. four, four, 14 seconds i don't know I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get it down this year that get it down a little lower yeah amazing um so so anyway so 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 we did the viking press and then we uh so so i had those goals right i wanted to win the deadlift medley and i think yeah i think the deadlift medley was second on that first day the second event i could be wrong doesn't matter just tell my story and i was like all right here we go doing the deadlift medley and i just fucking crushed it you know i mean no 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 one no one came close and i was like okay good there's there's one of my goals down right and then so the next day comes in yeah, so wait, wait there. Let, let me just put it into context for people. So the deadlift medley was 206 kilos, 247 kilos, 265 kilos, 288 kilos. So he lifted <coughs> those four bars in 14.3 seconds, which is um, pretty damn impressive. Sorry, keep going. So what's your max pull then, Tommy? Uh, max I've ever pulled raw is 635 i think uh i hit 680 in competition um and it just 
it just floated up. It went. I, I think I had seven thirty that day. Okay, just, so you're you're close to the world record pull as well, then I assume. Oh, that that's my goal for next year. Yeah, yeah. My so goal for it, next year is to is to pull the deadlift world record. I, I think I'm going to do it at. Um, I've been talking to Luke Davies. I'm going to go to his show next year. Um, if there if there's a max pull in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I well, think it'd be fun to set a world record in a country that I don't live in. That feels right, you know. Yeah, that'll be yeah, yeah. that'll be awesome because we're running the um, Luke and I are running the Britain's Strongest Man eighty under eighty. Oh, yeah. Oh well, um, yeah. So that's that's the one. And Shane sponsoring sponsoring the event, so we're we're all involved. So oh, if you'll co- if you'll come over next year, we'll fucking yeah. make sure it's max deadlift because that that's what we're trying to do. Um, this year is um, we've put we've put up like prize pot for the athletes and stuff, um, and okay. we're just try, we're trying to attract um, well a lot of the top guys in in Britain are, are, have already signed up and going to go for some uh, records in the the deadlift. So, so my goal and th- this might be insane, but my my real goal is to pull eight hundred pounds. That's wow. what I fucking that's what I really want to do. I don't know if a lightweight's ever done it. It just seems like that seems like a you know, if I could get that, that'd just be really, <laughs> it'd be really special. Um, what, what, what is that in kilos? Fucking 363. 363. Three? Jesus Christ. So Sh- Shane, what's your, what's your best pull? 370. And what body weight were you when you did uh, that? My, uh, my best when I was 80 was 340. So 340 is what's 340? That's 680 and 68, so 748. Yeah. Yeah, very impressive. Yeah, it'll be be, be good. Hope hopefully um, there'll be be a few guys uh, this year who, at the at Britain's in June. Hopefully, there's, there's a few guys that maybe put the record up to three forty ish, three forty plus. Just it three twenty five now. Yeah, I think it's three twenty five. Yeah, I always get confused. I swear, That's it? I swear somebody pulled more than that. I swear that Mark Burke pulled more, but he must have been under ninety when he did it. I must have watched. Yeah. The wrong show. Yeah, well, I think there's quite a few guys who've gone for it, and then the um, who's got it? Danny Ashcroft? No, Tom Mannion. Who? Tom Tom Mannion. Um, Mannion. Yeah, he's. I'm pretty sure he just com- he competes deadlift only. My kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's your opinion on uh, deadlift records being set in a deadlift only comp? For strongman, do you think it has to be done in a full comp or what? What's your opinion on no, that? Fuck no. I, I mean, oh, like to because it's like a it's a strongman record. So if if it's in a deadlift only comp, it's more like a powerlifting kind of a thing. Is that like what what would be the issue against it? Like that's I, I think it's fine. Well, so I suppose the argument that some pe- that some people put across is the fact that strongman is about being. The whole thing about strongman sport is is about being versatile through, like, kind of random. Yeah, ra- random I mean, you can still have a you can still have a max deadlift in a. You could have the most random competition in the world and still have a max deadlift in there, right? Yeah, I, I suppose quite a few people are against like the kind of standardization of it. I suppose I think. Oh, I think see, I mean, it's like it's like you can be a power lifter who just puts a suit on and straps on and goes to a deadlift only comp and gets a strongman record but then you could have technically never even competed in strongman so is it like is it like a strongman record or is it just like a random deadlift record whereas right. if you're in it like fourth event in a national comp it's like 
a bit different, isn't it? And and I suppose so, some guys are against it because you can see that from like a promoter's perspective, like promoters, like say for instance us, like we 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 actually want to put this max deadlift on so it like attracts people like you next year. It attracts like the best lifters in the UK to to cut to come and compete uh, because they've got this opportunity to do a. Whereas well, let, let me let me let me let me throw a mix of, of both of those things at you as a question. If next year I show up, but I only do the max deadlift, <laughs> is that okay? <laughs> you know? yeah, I mean, it counts, doesn't it? Well, it yeah, right. it, it, it counts. It's just uh, one of those things that I always think to myself. Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I have an opinion on it. Yeah, well, I, 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 I don't. I don't waste any energy um, forming an opinion on stuff like this. Uh, I leave it to other mm-hmm. people, but. Um, but yeah, yeah, and those people are already quite good at it, so they've got it con- under control. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but yeah, it hap- happens at all levels, doesn't it? Like it happens at Giants live shows where people turn up and just do the go for the yeah. go for the log record or whatever. Yeah. Also, I mean, yeah, if anybody would have the opinion that a powerlifter could show up and just do that, we could always just turn up to a powerlifter show, I guess. Meet. Yeah, true. Take one of their records, right? I've done that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's kind of isn't it? That's kind of our thing too, right? Like, uh, well, maybe it's not our thing, but I always, you know, I, I've got a gym there, a lot of powerlifters there, and I, I, I've always stood by. Uh, strongman makes you better at powerlifting, but powerlifting doesn't make you better at strongman, which isn't necessarily true. But like, no, I see, uh, I see you. Yeah, I. It's, it's like it's like if you speak Spanish or Portuguese, if you speak. Spanish, you can only understand Spanish, but if you speak Portuguese, you can understand a little bit of French, a little bit of Italian, a little bit of Spanish, and that's what I, that's how I think about strongman. Yeah, to be to be honest, that's that's the thing that I I I am completely in love with about about the sport. I think it's just I think you have to be so versatile over so many different fields in order to yeah, you get to do everything. Yeah, like you have to that's be able to move, great. you have to be able to. Like say weightlift, you have to be able to deadlift. You have to be able to be explosive. Like I, I love it personally. Oh shit! I was in the middle of a fucking story earlier. You guys want to? You want to hear the rest? Yeah, come on, mate. Come on, come on. Come on. <laughs> just, that's a great that shit, mate. We cut corners. It's, it's a great story. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, so I did the deadlift. Yeah. Holy shit! So I did the deadlift, uh, and I won it. I was like, okay, there we go. That's what I wanted to do. Good for me. And the next day the farmers came or maybe I've got those two events mixed up. It doesn't matter. But, uh, you know, I'm really good at farmers. So I wanted to do good at that. And then I ended up winning that event and really impressing myself. I was like, holy shit. And I walked off. And for whatever reason, like I realized like, oh, shit. Uh, No, I want to win. I want to win this show. Like I want to win the fucking thing. Like and it it really I like I got a pit in in the stomach like I got this morning when I thought I, I was an hour late for this podcast I, I got a pit in my stomach thinking like fuck dude that was so close that was so close I almost didn't think of this that I should you know that I should win like I, I was like setting these fucking dumb expectations like or these little goals like oh you know if I make it to day three uh you know like I don't know why I was doing that so the question you originally asked was you know when did I know I wanted to be elite so if I have to point to something it's, it's that moment right there where I was just like you know, because I think I think you can really, really, at least me personally, and I, I would imagine other people like this, I and mean, you can sabotage yourself, right? Like I went to therapy, I used to go to a lot of therapy 
uh, I was like a depressed kid for a while. Um, and they're, they're always telling me this thing about, you know, self-sabotage and people are, you know, like you're afraid of happiness. You're afraid of success. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, why would I be afraid of success? Uh, but, but I think it's, I think it's true, you know, like, you know, like winning, being the best in the world at something's kind of fucking terrifying. You know, it's, it's really scary. And it's like, uh, you know, there are all these like little things that creep in your mind. Like, you know, do you deserve it? You know, like, oh, you don't fucking deserve this shit. And, but you're not, you know, you don't realize it's happening. You just like, it just, it's just really easy. It's, it's way more comfortable to not win and to make excuses and to like, you know, it's just, it's a comfortable place to be like, ah, uh, took fourth you know we're gonna man i'm gonna train so hard i'm gonna do better next year but yeah if if, if you win like it's just you out there all alone you know it's fucking you know uh so that i feel like that's kind of what i was doing and then i, I realized that was happening i was like fuck it I, I gotta win and i just like my whole attitude changed i stopped like hanging out with my friends and i just started pacing the arena <laughs> like the whole day uh that day and the next day i can uh, really relate to that story because I remember when I first started strongman, I came from like kickboxing and shit. And I always used to, I always won. Like I always won when I was a kid. Yeah. Swimming and this and that, I was just used to winning. And then I did strongman and I came like fifth in my first comp. No, 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 it's third actually, because I qualified to England's. And then I went to England's and came like seventh or something. And then I did this, other, I did quite a lot of comps and I was like fifth, sixth, fourth. And I wasn't really appreciating the long game. And I started kind of like, instead of going from that, like before when I first went to comp, I, was like, I want to win this comp. But the first ever comp, I didn't even know who I was against. I was just like, I want to win, I want to win. But I kind of kept getting knocked down a peg every time yeah. I came fifth and sixth. And then when I finally won my first comp, the Olympic Dragons comp, I remember like the next competition I was doing, I fucked up the first event and my head went, and I was just like, oh, I think I fluked that comp. I can't miss, I can't that. And I remember saying to General and Flash it was and a few other people that I still know now, I can't remember what I said, some bullshit about how I'm fucking shite and there's no point carrying on. And they all practically said at the same time, what the hell are you on about? You're the fucking dragon. Like, you're going to be fine. And that's when I know it's like a cheesy little nickname, but that little moment always, like, sits in my brain because whenever I start being a little bitch, I just remember, like, no, I fucking won. That was because Dragons back in the day was like one of the biggest in the 90 comps. So to win it was like, it was just as big as winning a national title. And I remember just thinking, no, I am the fucking Dragon. And then I went out in that comp uh, to the next event and I won the next like three events in a row, cl clawed all my points back. And then ever oh, since yeah. then, going into competition, I always tell myself, you're the fucking Dragon. You're not a little bit Shane. He's got all these doubts and all these things and you, you're planning for failure and shit. You're just going to go out there and smash it. And that was like a Hell quick yeah. my career where I kind of like just a switch flicked and it just built loads of momentum after that. And, and then I started really believing it. And the more I showed myself and proved myself, I was actually actually good at this shit. I love it. Yeah, I love to hear that. So what? Yeah, it's fucking, it's fucking scary, man. So who, who are you going into, say, OSG this year? Um, who... Yeah. And knowing the events, who do you think your your biggest rivals are for taking your crown? <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, so, so this is this this is. I'll do it for you, but this is. I, I don't ever do this. I never. I just don't fucking watch other people. I don't pay attention. I don't give a shit. Um. 
but <laughs> but you do yeah but i do <laughs> so we, we won't know, we won't tell anybody this by the way we, we won't let anybody know yeah uh, thanks i appreciate that yeah so i mean so to be to be like completely honest like i just i don't think anyone can beat me i don't know that there's anyone that can beat me but i think about it maybe like event to event and then i start like playing i don't really do the points thing it, when I'm in competition, I hate hearing what place I'm in. I hate hearing points and stuff. I hate hearing how far I'm ahead or behind or whatever. Cause it just too, it just, it doesn't do anything for, for my performance. So why the, it just fills my fucking head. Right. Um, Nate green is coming back. So, so, I, so to answer the question, I, the only person I'm really worried about is Nate green. And it's, and I mean, he's a good dude. He's a, he's a friend. He trains at my gym. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not, this sounds like a dig, but it's not. I'm not worried about him because I, I think he can beat me. I'm worried about him because I didn't get a chance to beat him, if that makes sense. So he won in 2018. I won in 2019, but he wasn't there. So, you know, that, that always plays on my head a little bit. Like, well, shit, the, the dude who did, you know, he wasn't there to, to defend it. And then I won. So did I win because of that? I mean, now the truth is I won by like five, five point spread right? I, I was five points ahead of second place and I beat all the people he beat the year before. So in my mind, I, I could have, but you know, you start to think like, well, 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 could you have though? Like, what if you were there? Like, what, yeah, but, what but, would have happened? But it doesn't matter. It's all bullshit, isn't it? Like you beat, you, yeah. beat, you beat the best people who were there know, absolutely. at the day. You, like you're, you're, you're yeah. the best. Like nobody can argue with that. Like, uh, and, and there are stones this year and he's really good at stones and there's log. He's good at pressing um but i mean i'm i'm good at i'm good at all of it except except for pressing so i, I that, that's what i sort of think about i really want to beat uh i really want to beat uh flash at uh at the medley this year he beat me by two seconds uh <laughs> last year so a little i wasn't upset about that i mean i won all the other events right so, so, you, so you, you, you say <laughs> that um pressing's like you i suppose the event that you're not most like you're least confident with, yet you won. Yes. The year there were two pressing events. Were there? Oh yeah, that's right. Oh shit, that's right. Yeah. You're biking well, an axle or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's the fixed axle, and I don't know. I've got. I I feel like the fixed axle was a little bit more of a a technique thing, um, and I just had my technique down. I was doing this stupid little split, clean. Split clean, yeah, I remember. The split clean. And I, and I figure out how to like open my hands up just around the axle and like roll my hands around it, you know? And I think it, for some reason, the fixed axle was just fucking everybody up. Um, yeah, a lot of people train on uh, just an axle bar with collars that rotates and then you're using a fix the pollens and you have to learn to let it roll in your hand properly, don't you? Or else you're yeah. just mauled in rack position. Yeah, I, I, I trained on a, a regular axle, but I, I like duct taped the, the plate so they didn't move. <laughs> Yeah. So I can see what I, I like. the fixed axle. I don't know why. I think it feels really nice. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's not bad. You just gotta like let it float. Yeah, I like the float. That's fine. Yeah, I think it's because when we uh, first started training, I think Hicksy just bought like a, a Pollens axle like the first year we started strongman training. So the only axle yeah. we used for like my first five years was this fucking. It was like 105 kilo empty. It was like my max. So I had to just train yeah. on it. But then you just kind of get good at it after a while. I think if you um if you clean it and you 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 pop it up vertically and then move around around the the bar. Exactly. 
yeah. then then it just feels fucking awesome. Whereas if you're you're kind of doing like a kind of muscle power bicep curl clean, so then yeah. looping, then and you then it starts spinning fucking, and you can't. Oh, fucking it, hell, yeah. Like snap a wrist. Yeah, we we did it. We, I had one uh, the last time I competed. Actually, it was um, hundred keep so two twenty for two twenty on a fixed fixed axle. Um, in uh, Cheshire's comp, and, and I, th- I remember loads of people struggling on the day because they were they'd never used a fixed axle before, and um, whereas I, I just I just used that technique where I kept it vertical and uh, and moved around it, and it just felt just felt exactly the same to be honest. I, I cup mine as well. I got on the fixed one. I got thumbs over and like wrap my hands around to pick it up, whereas on a normal one, I'll uh, I'll usually pinch grip it if I'm going double over and. Um, I find that's a bit nicer as well. And I love axle. I think it's class. Wait, you do? Wait, you do what on the fixed axle with the thumbs? <clears throat> yeah, it's like thumbs over. And on like, the on the clean. Yeah, on the clean. Yeah. Double overhand thumbs over. Yeah, on that's the fixed fucking, axle works, works really well. That's Sounds cool. weird, but if you do it on a fixed axle, it it feels different to a rotating one. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna try that. Just means that you don't have to do the. Uh, over under switch grip which saves you like a yeah. little bit of time if you're repping or uh, power cleaning you can just power clean it that way i don't know how many reps did you end up with and what what was the weight was it 110 or was it about 240 uh, it, it was it was 251 so what does that end up being 115 230 yeah, and 20 yeah not quite maybe 114 uh, yeah some shit like that uh, i got i got 5 reps i got 5 yeah so like I hit three, I dropped it, I stood back and took a second. I hit another one and then I I wait and then I after I hit that fourth one, I waited until they said ten seconds left because I knew I could only get one more. Uh, so I just waited until I hadn't like you know max out my rest time. So uh, was is OSG Worlds over? Is it over two days? Three. Three days. Three. How how do you think that? Uh, does that does that affect your performance in any way? Splitting it over three days, do you think it's better, worse, or what? It's just boring. <laughs> Fair I mean, honestly, it doesn't affect my performance. It's just you know, okay. So let let's say you've been training for well, you've been training all year, whatever, right? But you've been training for twelve weeks leading up to this seriously, which means for me, uh, you know, you know, no more drinking at all for the most part. Like maybe I'll have a beer here or there. If, if the timing is right, but like no drinking, uh, you know, just like trying to do like recovery stuff and prehab and rehab and shit. And obviously the intensity is going up in training. Um, and, and that's always the most fun time of training, but it's still the most taxing. And then a week out, I start fucking, you know, drinking gallons of water so I can do a, a water load and a water cut. And then like, you know, I like you just take out carbs for a day and that fucking sucks. Some, sometimes I just won't eat for two days. I've done that before. Um, and then, you know, then I'm not drinking water at all one day. And then I'm doing a fucking these saunas to like sweat my ass off so I can drop the couple pounds. It just becomes like mentally excruciating. And then that, and then you do that the day you weigh in the day before. Right. So that's finally over and I get to eat and drink all day, but that's just, and it's always a nice day and it's, it's a fun atmosphere, but it's like, okay, now there's an entire day just for drinking and eating before we compete the next day. And then you got three days of that. And dude, we're only doing, you know, so across three days, six events, 
the maximum amount of time I'll spend actually doing my sport is six minutes, right? And if you're as fast as I am, you won't get anywhere near that. <laughs> so it's like, it's fucking, I mean, I mean I'm, it's, I'm, it sounds like I'm complaining. I'm not complaining, but just as far as that goes, the only issue for me is, is a little bit of boredom. And, you know, it's <clears throat> because you have to force yourself to, to, to get pumped up and ready you know, for the event, but then also you want to settle yourself down and you don't want to feel bored because like, you know, if you start getting upset and any anxiety, like that's not good. So it's just like, it's just, it ends up being a full week of just like, uh, directing your mind at, at, in, like in the right, yeah, well, I guess, direction. Uh, <laughs> but as far as performance, no, I think it should be, I, I mean, you know, obviously I'm not the promoter and I don't know how these things work, but I, I would love like my ideal scenario would be every year the competition were in a different country because I, I do think it's a little unfair that I don't have to change time zones. Um, and, you know, other guys have to like do a weight cut on a well, I'm, I'm going to be doing a weight cut on a plane, but, you know, a plane across time zones and then like, you know, and, and, and you know, e even those of us that are professional, um, it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, there's not a hundred grand on the table, right? If there are like a hundred grand on the table, like, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to show up like a week early, get adjusted to the time. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. That sort of thing. Right. Finish my I... training here, like that sort of thing. But it's not like, you know, people have like families and kids and jobs. And like, yeah, that's it. I, I think finances are a, are a massive part of it. Like um, I think there are some top athletes that can't afford to, justify the cost of going like traveling to america and yeah i think it i think it well that's one of the reasons why I, i've done the arnold's and i did the when, when they used to run the it was before osg they had another worlds in australia i've done that i spent fucking loads of money doing that a couple of times and since then every time it comes around i'm like uh I don't know, I'll skip another year just because it's like a big commitment. Also, I learned that when I fly abroad like that far, I don't know what it is, but I just fucking soak up water on the plane. And it's an I've heard that, yeah. Man. Like, I think I set off, when I did the Arnold under 80, I was 82 and I set off and then landed at 86 and a half, 87. And I was like, what the fuck? And I have to Dude, just I've like, heard that you, I heard that oh. you land heavier. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that's about. My ankles all swelled. I looked fucking weird. And I was like, holy shit, I need to get in a sauna. And I was in the sauna with fucking Kale Beck for about eight hours dying. Um, when I should have only had two kilos to to sort of well i was hoping less i was hoping i've had a few pisses in that and been a yeah. bit less but i ended up being like four or five heavier. i was like what the hell i feel like I didn't even drink that much water i was like, i don't know how it happened it was mad so yeah, you know see i i should have to go through that you know yeah 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 so so tommy to be a world class under 80 like with a 24 hour weigh-in what what kind of weight would you um would you expect to like what would you do you like to walk oh. around at and how much would you do? You, uh, do you mind sharing? So, so, yeah, no, of course. So, so in pounds, you know, that's uh, eighty kilos is one seventy six. Right now, I'm about one eighty six, uh, and I think ideally I'll be like one ninety six. So basically, I'll be like ninety kilos cut down to eighty kilos. Um, I've actually never been ninety kilos uh, at all. Never gotten to it uh, on the scale, but. Uh, 
And somewhere so you, around you cut from 90 to 80. Do you mean like a, a quick cut across 10 days or do you mean like a deficit? Straight, straight water cut. Right, no, okay. I, I'll eat, I'll eat full meals up until, up until I stop eating like the day before. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not ectomorphic, but like, I, I don't gain weight easily. It, it, and it what doesn't stay on. Um, <laughs> if, if I didn't take any drugs, I, I would be like, I'd be 150 pounds. Um, I like, it's the only thing that'll put weight on me. Like, it doesn't matter how much I eat. I've actually found, yeah, I've actually, drugs are the only thing that keep any weight on me. I've actually found that force feeding myself all day long doesn't do too much for me. Uh, and, and I just don't enjoy that anyway. So I just eat kind of like a regular person now um, okay. for the most part. But yeah, so I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be eating full meals. Uh, you know, like let's say the, the, the weigh-in, well, the weigh-in is going to be on a Thursday. So I'll eat full meals. Start, you know, water loading Saturday or Sunday the, the week before, you know, Monday, Tuesday. Uh, yeah, t- Tuesday, I'll like, uh, I'll probably, I'll, I'll still have full meals on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, I probably just, you know, won't eat. I'll take a, uh, a thing to make me sh- shit myself. And that's about it. But uh, th- so I'll, I'll drop to 80. You know, I'll, I'll you know, eat fucking uh, eat and drink all day after weigh in and I'll be back up to 90. But after that, I will have like permanently lost about five pounds. Uh, so like after it's all said and done, I'll get back on the scale. And let's say I was 195 at the beginning of it, I'll be down to 190. It just like my body wants to lose weight. So yeah, I can't I can't do a slow diet down in um, anything like that, I, I have to keep eating, keep eating, keep eating. So, how many? Just out of interest, because I, I found that a lot of Americans, from what I've seen, are just so much better at cutting water weight than the guys over here. So, how many times have you done this? Is, is this something that you've done? Because I know a lot of people are like wrestling and stuff in school that do cuts and stuff. Or is this something you just picked up when you went into strongman? Just, just, just for strongman, yeah. Right, okay. I, I mean, it, it's 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 pretty straightforward. The first. I think the first thing I saw on it was uh, Chris Duffin had like a protocol on Kabuki strength and had, and it's, it's pretty straightforward stuff. It's like, you know, basically one or two gallons of water a day for like pretty much five days straight on the last day. It's just, it's distilled water instead of regular water. I don't fucking know why. Um, And then uh he had the last liquid you drank at all was uh, like a, like a beer, a couple light beers. And that was because it's a diuretic and it'll help you pee. And also like a little treat to yourself. Cause the next day is about to suck, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and, that, and that's yeah. the protocol that you use and you've used. Yeah. 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 So, so it's, so what I've done in the past is, yeah two gallons of water a day like so let's say weigh-in is on a friday because the comp's on a saturday uh saturday or sunday the week before i'll 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 start with like a half gallon or a gallon of water and then by monday i'm doing two gallons of water a day so i'll drink two full gallons on monday tuesday uh and then wednesday yeah, Wednesday I'll switch to the distilled water, and then Thursday uh, I have no water and no food. And I've even gone so far as on 
Wednesday to have no food too. So I'll only drink water on Wednesday, have no food on Wednesday, no food or water on Thursday. And then I'll hit the sauna, either a steam room or a, or a dry sauna. I prefer the dry sauna. Um, so how I've never much weight interest would you have dropped prior to the sauna? So on if average. I'm 195, I'll probably get to the sauna about 185. Right, okay. So you still got another nine, right. 10 pounds to... Yeah, I'll drop like a solid well, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, I might have another 10 to 12. Right, because this is just water. Yeah. Uh, it's just water. And then I'll take... Um, not citrulline malate that's um, magnesium citrate magnesium citrate comes in this little bottle just drink it down and then within two hours but it sometimes takes up to 12 hours it'll just like empty your fucking stomach of everything like you'll shit just shit it all out uh so that that that's always great because sometimes the cut it's just like kind of being brutal and all of a sudden you're like oh i gotta take a shit and there goes three pounds you know Lovely. and at that point i mean it's not even solid it's just it's just water water, water coming out of your ass wow. Fair enough. so it's, it's better than watching it sweat out slowly though oh my god seriously that it's excruciating but you know i, I actually like I, I was talking about this with uh my my teammate i mean it's not really team sport but i call her my teammate uh rebecca lorch um we she because she's she competes as a lightweight she's a she's a big she's big for lightweight so she has to cut weight and she actually does She'll do, she's already starting, not her cut, but she's dieting down, trying to get to a place that she can do a cut from, you know, she's already starting that now. Uh, but we, we, we love doing, having to do water cuts because they're so excruciating um, and so mentally taxing, not, not taxing, but like you have to be strong mentally. Uh, and, and if you don't have that, like, I don't know, I couldn't imagine not having to do that and compete. You know, so I'll, I'll, I'll not eat for a day. I'll not drink any water. I'm in the fucking sauna. I'm like, you know, going to a Zen-like place. Come on. Like, dude, 50, so I do 15 minutes in, 50 minutes out. 15 minutes in, 15 minutes out. And that about gets me a pound each time. So if I've got, so you can, if I got 12 pounds to lose, or let, let's call it 10 pounds. If I've got 10 pounds to lose, uh, that's 30 minutes per pound, right? So that's fucking five hours. Like, just five hours straight in the fucking sauna. 15 minutes uh starts to like it's almost impossible you're sitting there like dude it's it must have been 15 minutes I by do now the 15 on 15 off as well it's uh oh it's it's bad <laughs> yeah you 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 oh it's only been three minutes oh oh fuck i've got 12 more minutes of sitting here and you're just dude it just it's fucking boring you're just sitting there it's fucking crazy but you get it done the weight is close you're like okay i I, I, you know, I'll, I'll have one more piss before I weigh in tomorrow and I should be good. I could always, I'll, I'll like have Jolly Ranchers or gum and spit in a cup. I've done that before for the last little bit. But, you know, you, the, 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 this is why I like, I like to go to the uh, the grocery store to do some shopping for my refeed. And I, I love shopping on, on this, this specific empty stomach because I buy the craziest shit. And so much. I'm like, <laughs> I don't, you know, like, but, you know, you're walking around the grocery store and you're seeing all these people shopping and. I mean, you, you become a fucking, I, I become a psycho, dude. I'm just, I started having like crazy thoughts. Like, look at you, you fucking sheep. You know, like you're just buying your food just to eat. You have no reason. You, you, what are you even alive for? You, oh, I eat, I, I'm eating for a purpose. I have a, you know, like, <laughs> like, you know, like you fucking go crazy. And then like, it makes it, yeah, it just makes it so important. It's like, you know, like 
this like your my whole life is this thing <clears throat> and i and i actually i thought i that's what i that's how i felt when i did the uh the medley in 2019 actually you know like uh, i kind of i didn't tell myself in so many words but i made myself believe that i would rather die before stopping right yeah. and actually we watched it yesterday because I, I realized i'm not i need some work on sled drags like I've got to get better at them. I don't. Then it's not. It's not even that I'm bad at it. It's that I don't know what I'm doing. I just do it right. So maybe it's time for me to like sort of break it down and figure out like, you know, what's yeah. the best back angle? Where should my hips be? Like I think I was watching my my thing before. I'm leaning far back, but my hips are too high, so I'm not getting as much leg. And maybe I need to dip the hips down more, and I get a little bit more leg drive out of it. Uh, but <clears throat> you know, we were we were watching at the gym. We were we were watching that that heat or in a couple of heats before it you know seeing what everybody does and trying to break it down uh but you see a lot of people would like stop and then start to row but on mine like even at the end i start to slow down because i i'm all gassed out but i was like i just didn't fucking stop uh and it was that same mentality just i was like you know i didn't do everything i did for this last fucking year to like dude it's just a minute you know what's the big deal just fucking don't stop so yeah I, I, i'd rather die than i was like yeah I'll, if, if i kill myself then then that's just what happens and, and and the same thing with you know with the cutting weight it's just like it's just one of those other things that makes it become for me so much more mental than uh well i mean that's also physical isn't it but, i like cutting weight man i find that yeah during i mean i hate it and i'm like why well, am i even doing this but after i always because I, I always finish i always feel like I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, like, but the competition, I can finally think about the competition now because the hard part is done. And now it's time to yeah. just go have fun and showcase how good an athlete I am. And I've got through the shit. And um, like, even the coming weeks, I always, often I'll tell people about my weight cut before I say about how the comp went because yeah. I'm more <laughs> proud of the fact I got the weight yeah. rather than the comp. So yeah, I enjoy them. I also find that, like you said, it was interesting you said that you always lose like five pounds or so um, after weight cut. I found that as well. Like um, that's kind of one of the reasons why I said, how do you find competing over three days? Because for me, if I cut weight, um, I find that I am, my performance is slightly affected the next day. But if I have a two day comp going into the second day, I feel even better. And if I had a three day, I feel like I might even be even fuller and feeling even better on day uh... three. Um, because I think I, my body seems to react a little different to water cuts than most people's. I really struggle to rehydrate in 24 hours properly. Like the weight comes back on and stuff, but I get a lot of spasms and cramps and things. Oh, no shit. Yeah, so... If, you got to do it. You got to do an IV. We did IV yeah, I know. Year. That's what I've heard. Yeah, IV to, to, to make sure it goes in. To <clears throat> better. Um, but a six-event comp the next day, come event four... I'm like, my, my, my fingers are twitching because my forearm's cramping. And I'll be like, I'm like, oh shit, here, you know, we've got to try and, I'm trying to speed the organizer along. Like, you need to get these fucking comps going, man, because <laughs> give you two more hours, I'm going to be locked up. So um, that's what I enjoyed when I did the Arnold was I got three events in on day one and I'm feeling all these twitches and I was like, oh shit, it's happening again. And then they were like, right, come back the next day. And I was like, thank fuck. So the next day, sure. I, it's all gone. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to look at that this year because I, I had never even like thought of that until you just asked me you know like how, how do i i was like oh shit i don't know how i feel about it um 
but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna look at that this year and find out. I used to, so I used to train. I always train in the mornings, um, and I used to train on an empty stomach just because I, I didn't want to have to get up early enough to eat to then have my stomach settle to then go train. So I would just go train on an empty stomach anyway. And it, you know, makes me feel much lighter. I like, like being a little light on my feet, you know, I'm, I'm pretty explosive. So like if I have a lot of food in me and like, I can't really. You are, what what, what way. was that box jump by the way? Well, I'm just remind, not reminding myself. Oh yeah. Uh, 54 inches. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was mid fifties. Like, that was a good box jump. I'll give you that. You are yeah. explosive. Hey, Sh- Shane, I was, I was trying to find the video of, um, Last time I did box jump, so I was going to send it to him. But I couldn't shin find the video. I think it was what? What was it? Twenty? What? What are they? Those plyo boxes that are just like thirty-two high. inches? No, I don't think they're that high. I think it's twenty-four inches. I tried to do that, and I just fucking killed my shins, and my shins <laughs> bleeding. Oh, I, I got I got I'll send you. Oh, I did. I did a, a thirty-six-inch one-footed box jump, or one leg, whatever you call it. But I was wearing my fucking stupid-ass Crocs. So I jumped <laughs> one leg, one foot, jumped up, and my foot just caught just right, and my shin just scraped down. Oh, it was so fucking bad. But then I, you know, then I got it after that. But <laughs> yeah. So so talking about the uh, the the weight cutting, that's that's a goal that I want to I want to do this year. Is I, I I keep keep thinking about it every day. I want to do a competi- at least one competition under eighty. Um, I'm thinking of maybe doing st- uh, static monsters because um, we host that at my gym, so I might. I'm thinking thinking of doing that in October, and uh, yeah. So so what do you what do you walk around at then? Well, at, at the minute I'm like, I was like 89.5 after training yesterday. So that man, that Instagram handle doesn't mean shit. 89 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> no, but 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 like but you usually like say six months ago I'd be like 97 ish 97 kilos and I'd be like Fuck. and that that'd be fine for me to compete at under 90 yeah whereas I, I've actually just done I've done a bit of a bit of an experiment recently where I've just dieted down and got my weight down to a position to be at a position where I could contemplate cutting for 80 yeah. if you will um, and you don't feel like that, you've lost any zone, performance. Though, Pardon? What did you say? What did you say, Tommy? Sorry. Oh, uh, in, in uh, losing all that weight, uh, you don't feel like it's affected performance. Uh, honestly, I feel, I feel better. I feel fucking unbelievable. Like, well, yeah. it, it, it's crazy. Like, I actually feel better now than I did at like 94, 95. I feel like a lot more explosive and athletic. Um, my recovery is better. Um, my deadlift start positions more consistent yeah. and better. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I, I was a bit concerned <laughs> about, about my like when I've dropped weight before in a phase. Like I found that my log, my log dropped off the most, and that was a bit like even so much when I've yeah. done a comp and I've gone from ninety five to ninety. I felt like a bit of a difference on my in my log rack position feels heavier whereas now it it just feels like brilliant it feels great oh it's good like, so um because i thought i might reach like a threshold at like say 90 91 92 where i started to feel a little bit weaker and then i'd up my calories whereas i've got to like 89 90 and i just just feel better so i'm just going to keep going and Maybe get to 86, 87 and reassess. For me, it was, yeah, the 86 marker was where 
I noticed a fucking bit of a threshold, if you want to call it that. So when I last dieted to 80, I felt strong as fuck at like 90 kilo. And then um, when I got to like 86, I was like, oh, why is everything getting a... Uh... My deadlift went better though, but my log, I was like, why is this getting so hard? <laughs> this is annoying. <laughs> and then I'd see, I look at videos of myself now and I'm like, oh shit, I was very small. That's why like, you just look <laughs> like a different person. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's funny, that... right? If you want to press big weight, you just have to be big. But for, for for other stuff like, you know, yeah, like there, there's a diminishing return on weight gain, right? Like, yeah, you add a hundred pounds, like obviously you're gonna get a little stronger, but you know, at a certain yeah. point, it's or it I, takes I, or it takes a long time for that strength to catch up to the weight, maybe. And to, yeah, yeah. And to be fair, I like I think um, like with overhead, like my style of lifting, like I'm I, like I. I do more like Olympic lifting weightlifting yeah. technique than like I'm, I'm my upper body strength is mi minimal to zero. Um, <laughs> but, but I suppose my timing and techniques pretty good with the log and the axle and dumbbell now. So, so I find that like losing muscle mass and losing size doesn't like as affect it as much as it did a few years but ago. I think something that correlates well is the fact that, this time while you've lost weight, you've um, really ramped your front squat, haven't you? Which I think has had yeah, that, on that's, your, uh, that's helped a lot, actually. Dude, that front squat is so fucking important. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're just getting so much drive out of that log now. It's looking like that 115.5 you did. I don't think you'd have done that anywhere like that if you hadn't have brought your front squat up because it just looked. Uh, fucking class yeah well that's it I'm, di I'm dipping with the log now at like whatever 90 percent weight and i'm like expecting my knees to collapse because that's what used to happen like i'm expecting to dip and get to the point where i can't fucking uh, drive up whereas now from improving front squat so I, I definitely feel a lot better but anyway the, the the goal is with the the static monsters is um is basically see if i can if i can get near what i'm hitting on the log now but weighing at 80 like if I could do that as a goal, then I would consider doing, like, say, bigger comps under 80. I'd consider doing um, OSG under 80, to be honest. Yeah, but, if, you're, if you're 89 and a half, 90, you could definitely cut that. That's, you know, that's 10%. That's, yeah. that's, that's pretty straightforward. I mean, it, it's, it's a bitch. Yeah, it's a, yeah, exactly. It'll be horrible, but it's <laughs> definitely doable. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, with your, with your strongman training, then, do you think that as a, like an under 80 athlete, you've got to train a little different to say an open weight? Do you, do you employ more kind of like explosive training and conditioning as a priority over kind of being a static machine? Or do you think it's kind of quite similar? <clears throat> um, well, you're probably going to hate my answer, but I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I can't answer that specifically because so my thing is I just have a coach and let them tell me what to fucking do. And I, I don't even know what I'm doing in the gym until I get there. And who, then I who coaches you? Uh, so for the, for the longest time I was uh, coached by Devin Reese. Um, and just recently uh, I, I'm being coached now by Alec Pagan. So uh, his company, RPE 11, he's also sponsoring. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's sponsoring the event. Yeah. 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 Uh, so he's at the gym. He, he trains at my gym. Uh, so it was just like he had eyes on me, you know, so yeah. 
And I've, I've never had that before. It's the first time I've had somebody like in person with eyes on me the whole time. And he's not like, you know, he's not like giving me his personal time and, and attention, but he's like in the gym, he's got several athletes going. So he's walking around and stuff. Um, and so we've already like in the first week, like kind of changed the way I deadlift, you know, working on my back position. Um, and he comes from a weightlifting background. So Olympic weightlifting. So, um, we're working what we're working on now is, is is like sort of movement uh like really bulletproof in my back get my ql fucking crazy strong for the yoke you know doing a lot of a lot of boring stuff so you know so to train differently i don't know i i i don't really love training <laughs> i don't like necessarily being in the gym and working out um I like to win competitions. Uh, that that's sort of the, the payoff. So I say that because. So if you didn't compete, you wouldn't train. Pro- no, nah, probably not. No, nah, crazy. That's why I I, 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 have, I, have I can relate to that. I like I only go to the gym. <clears throat> the only bit that I can't relate to is winning competitions. But um, <laughs> the uh, like if I didn't if I didn't compete in this, this is the reason why why I compete in this because it's it actually keeps me fit and healthy and well and stuff because. I, I fucking hate going to the gym, Mike. I wouldn't be, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't be going to do bicep curls and pet flies and stuff like that. It fucking. Whereas yeah, I mean, or, Shane's a proper gym bro. I fucking love gym, me. I think it's class. See, see, it. I don't know. Like, I if I didn't have a competition, I would go and I'd be like, all right, here we go, fucking back and buys, four sets of eight to twelve, right? Like whatever, and I'd get to that third set of them and i'd hit six and i go yeah you know that's probably fine (laughs) i don't know but like whereas i was training for osg last time and i had like another set of some shit to do and i was about to just bail and i thought fuck do you want to win this thing or not i was like god damn it all right fine you know so i did my last set like that sort of thing but yeah without that i just i would have a hard time um I, I like I like doing, you know, fun shit in the gym. And I, I, De- Devin told me that a while back when when he was coaching me. He was like, I always try to give you something. I know you you need some intensity in every block because you get bored and you need to have something fun to do. I was like, oh fuck yeah, yeah that's, well, that, that's how I trade. Just max out. Yeah, yeah I do. Love it. <laughs> like literally, I literally do. Yeah, but fun is just subjective to what you find fun, isn't it? So, yeah, totally. You know, I, I think uh, I have fun when I get a back bro session. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's class. And yeah, I look no, at strength uh, training yeah. like I look at it for more like, like I find it fascinating that you can do a certain thing and then change like the structure of a muscle and then do something else to make that stronger. And that's how I look at it. I know, I know Josh looks at it different. Josh looks at it like, how can I put this log over my head in the most efficient way? Whereas I'm like, right, how can I get my triceps stronger as well as getting it? And then I kind of like, all of all aspects of it, I think, I don't know, I just think training and everything about it's fucking fun. I think it's really class. Yeah, yeah. I, my, like my philosophy is, right, the, the sport, I've decided that I want to be good at it. I enjoy it. Right, how do I get more points? What's going to what's going to eventually get me winning big competitions and I look at it and I look at the point breakdown what am I going to 
um, get more points from doing and then I break it down. And that's why I don't get like emotionally attached to I see a lot of people like say, oh, oh, you shouldn't belt clean or you shouldn't wear a suit or you wear straps or like a lot of people get involved with the emotional side, whereas I don't have an yeah. emotional attachment at all to <clears throat> lift it. I just want to fucking lift the, like get the most points at a comp any way possible. That's my that's my kind of philosophy. I'm not bothered what I look like. I'm not bothered about being jacked, fat, strong. Well, weak, yeah, I, I realize that I'm not gonna ever look fucking awesome. So I gave up on that a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, but what if you thought to yourself, what if you thought if I bring up this muscle group, I will have a better outcome in whatever event? Would you not then think to yourself? Oh, I no, I do that. Yeah. So. So my my mom was uh, married to a professional bodybuilder for a while. So he owned a gym. So I actually did some training with him like years ago, you know, when I was like 11 or 12 or something. So my first understanding of training was like isolation exercises, mind muscle connection. <clears throat> so I was actually working on that recently. Like over the last 12 weeks, I was doing a ton of volume and I was doing like pretty low weight, uh, high rep, uh, you know, dumbbell rows and just working my left lat, uh, you know, it kind of goes numb after about three or four reps and then I can't really feel it. And so next thing you know, it's all biceps and like whatever rear delt, like what, whatever other muscles are like yeah. sort of take over and I can't even feel it. So really, you know, like I was like really, really focusing on like, uh, you know, lifting, like pulling with my elbow, and like really feeling that lat. And then it went from like, you know, five or six reps to seven or eight reps before it went numb and then nine or 10 reps and 10 or 11, 12. So um, I don't exactly, I mean, I assume I wasn't thinking specifically about which event that was going to help for. Uh, but yeah, de definitely. I, I, I do. Uh, yeah. Like I like to imagine, I like, I, I, and I assume it, it, it's, there's probably a practical use for it too, but I do like to imagine, yeah, like all the little things happening in my muscles and my body that are like transforming me, transforming me into this thing that's capable of, you know, whatever it is that I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I used to do that when I was a kid. I, cause I, I've never really loved, I've never loved food. I'm not like a food lover. Um, but even as a kid, I, I really enjoyed like really bland food for some reason. I mean, I liked spicy food and other, you know, tasty food too. But like I liked eating really bland food because I like to imagine almost not that I was a robot, but almost like that this is just fuel to fuel my body, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, like so similar thing with the training, you know, I do it like and actually, you know what, maybe that's why it like that's sort of like mental thing is it's, it's borderline unsustainable right like every time i go to the gym i'm thinking about you know like i'm you know committing to like this thing that i'm doing and like uh you know imagining how it's helping my body and like focusing on it and you know not missing any training and then i finally go compete usually after a competition i take about a month off just a full month and don't think or worry about anything um you know like yeah, i guess because, mentally yeah, like, if you've if you've been so focused on it as dude, well, it's fucking crazy yeah next kind of thing yeah exactly exactly i mean i have the utmost respect for bodybuilders i don't know how you, just the diet alone like that's some psycho shit 
I mean, because I don't consider myself to do bodybuilding, so to speak. But for example, when like when I first came back and deadlifted um, about six, seven months ago, and I pulled the three twenty, and my I was, I usually am quite fast over the knee, but mm-hmm. I could tell my hamstring and glute was weak at lockout. So I did six weeks of glute and hamstring isolation. And then I pulled the 330 eight weeks later and it was faster over the knee again and the lockout was strong. And I thought, oh, great, that hamstring glute cycle worked. Um, and that's kind of how I break it down when I do any lift, really. I think of it as like links to a chain and which muscle is kind of the weak link. And then I'll be like, I'll bring it up, like doing it recently with, uh, I used to be really good at bent over row. I used to just be really good at it. And because I got so good, I stopped doing it for like two years. And then I went back yeah. to it. I was like, holy shit, I'm really shit at this now. So I've started uh, trying to bring that up again. Um, and just, yeah, things like that. Fa- fa- my assistance is phased in around what I feel like is weak. But then I guess you could say I am isolating it, so I am bodybuilding it. But I wouldn't say I go in with the mindset of trying to make it look a certain way or anything. Like I don't oh, sure, care if yeah. it's bigger. I just want it to translate over to the lift, if that makes sense. Yeah. Whereas my, my approach is very different. I, I'm just like just specific or I, I just switch off. I just won't, I just don't, don't see the value in it. Like um, yeah. a bit, bit of a kind of <clears throat> contradiction to that is the front squats. I'm noticing the front squats uh, really transfer with, I'm doing front squats with a view to really helping the, uh, the overhead lifting. And that, ha- that has, but that's as, assistance as I go really noticed anything with you deadlift by the way doing this front knees I know we're going off fucking on a tangent here but um, just notice when I front squat I feel just, like I can maintain my thoracic position better on a pull no I just feel more tired when I deadlift and my leg drive my arse hurts your arse <laughs> yeah like my, ham, my hamstrings and like my arse is always fucking fatigued um, oh, right so have you got any advice to people competing at osg for the first time so shane and i between us we coach um like quite a lot of people who are going for like probably what 15 plus people between us shane or something who are gonna compete compete at osg this year like a a lot of the guys who are going for the first time including myself why have have you 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 have covered quite a bit of this like we're saying about the the stuff that we've already talked about, but have you got anything um, like how 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 <clears throat> for the whole like, or or even like people competing abroad for the first time or? Well, I've never done that, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, yeah, I, I don't know, I I don't know what advice I'd have, but I, I can tell you what I do and how I think about it and how I approach it. Yeah. Uh, which you know, if somebody wants to do. What I do, I think that's always a good idea. <laughs> um, about the chump. Yeah. So it's it's similar to it's it's basically what I was saying when uh, you know when I when I was talking about the medley from 2019 that that I would rather die before I stopped pulling that sled. That that's kind of how I go into like right before each event. Well, firstly, I, I don't, like I said, I don't, I don't like to look at points. I don't like look, to look at standings. I mean, somebody always fucking comes up and tells me some shit that I don't want to hear, but I don't look at it. I don't look at how other people are doing. You know, uh, I just, 
I need to get everything out of my head, right? And so I look at that event like it's the last thing I'm ever going to do. I really, truly try to get myself to a place mentally that I think this is the last thing I'm ever going to do. There's not, it's the first event, but it's, there's no more competition. There's nothing after this. There's no life. There's no death. There's no, it just, everything ceases to exist after this event. This is like my parting gift to the world. Like that's what I think of or where I try to get myself to. So I, I, I would say some, whatever your version of that is, do that, you know, and, and if somebody wants to talk to you, tell them to go fuck themselves. Go fuck off. Like I'm here for a world championship, not to fucking hang out. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, it's very short term, right? Like we're not talking about, you know, being a dick for the rest of your life or being like, it's just a few days. So, you know, I, I used to not like having people come to my competitions cause I felt like, like I needed to entertain them or I would, you know, like, Oh, are you guys doing okay? Are you bored? You know, whatever yeah. it actually happened. It actually happened one time I had some people come and I think they got like bored in the middle and they left. And it just like, I don't need that kind of a thought in my mind. Like, damn, my friends left in the middle of competition. I guess it was boring. Yeah. I guess it is kind of boring shit. I fucking feel bad now. I guess when, when I'm done competing, I'll see where they're at and like, maybe we can meet up, you know, like, yeah, but this kind of, thinking? this kind of anxiety you don't want in your, in yeah, your head, like, yeah, like, why am I thinking about that? So yeah, exactly. I get that. So, so the advice is like, take it as seriously as it is. Or as seriously as you want to take it, you yeah, know. Like you say, like it's, I, it's your day as well. So be selfish. Be exactly, yeah, exactly. Like, and you can always see it. You know, like you can see someone, maybe there's someone that messes up, and they kind of look around, yeah. or or they're not doing so well, and you can see them like maybe not feeling embarrassed, but like you know, you can tell that there's something else going on than like focusing on that one yeah. thing. So, so just that. I would say, you know, yeah, that 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 has helped me personally develop as an athlete myself, like so much in the last year or a couple of years or so, um, because I recognised that that was happening with because I own a gym, and I and I yeah. was like having that, and you've had the same thing, Shane, haven't you? Where where as a gym owner, it's a gym owner thing, isn't it? You've got you've got to you're on show. You've got to enter like if you're there training, but somebody else comes, like you feel like you've got to make sure you, you want to make sure that they're having a good time. So what I, what I've done in the last year is I've, I've built a gym next door to my gym, like literally <laughs> literally next door, Shane, haven't I? Like it's like literally next door. So like my get like people who train at my gym can train, and then I can go and train so myself. Funny. And like yeah, I've never I've never had to deal with that because I was a salon owner, and now I'm a gym gym owner. And before I was going to the gym at a whatever for whatever reason the time I went, just no one was there. I was literally alone in the gym. I wouldn't even put music on, and I was just like, I fucking loved it. Yeah. But now I own a gym. And I'm just like surrounded with people and it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of fucking crazy. Um, I think when it, especially when we start to really get toward like the meat of it, like 12 weeks out, something like that. Um, my teammate, Rebecca and uh, her boyfriend, my coach, Alec, they built a little gym in their backyard. So I'll probably be training in the backyard. I mean, I've got like this big new gym, but I'll probably end up training in a backyard just so I can like, focus yeah that that makes sense like it, it's it's a it's a weird phenomenon that people that some people struggle to relate to but because 
you love being an athlete, but you also love being a gym owner. The the like the you both are the things you are you so passionate about. But yeah. it just it, it it's like the the analogy of uh, your friends coming to watch you compete. Like you love your friends and you love competing, but it's it it's so fucking hard to mix them. And I actually think it really is. I, I actually think if you are mixing them, you might not realize, but you, you could actually be holding yourself back. Like yeah, yeah, maybe you don't care about it as much as you think. <laughs> I just yeah. Whereas whereas if, where if you learn get systems in place. Oh, sorry, Shane, go on. So I said I just have to be blunt and honest and tell people because, yeah, you know, when well, I'm that, training, you're training, and I just say to them, look, I know I coach you, I know this and all that, but, like, I'm about to do my set, and you're asking me to help you. This is my time, mm-hmm. you know. Any other time of the day, ask, but, you know, when I'm in the gym, I'm training, and I want yeah. it to be my time. And then as much as it sounds like you're a dick, like I say, sometimes you've got to be – got to be a dick sometimes because otherwise it just will never get sorted and it will happen. I mean, it happened to me for like a year straight because I didn't dare say anything. And then when I finally started saying something, now I feel I enjoy going to my gym because I know people aren't going to pester me. Yeah. yeah. And I can just crack on. But but like what Tommy was saying before, it's the, it's the discomfort of actually, why are you even thinking about that? That's that's kind of off-putting. Yeah. I find. For me, just saying it and telling everyone, I felt like a weight had been lifted and yeah. been in a really good routine there for now. And it's like, yeah, I've, I've actually started uh, uh, like scheduling my training. Like I have it on my calendar and then I've told myself and I, I, I don't always comply, but I've told myself that while I'm training, I won't work, you know, like, yeah, because uh, there's always something right. Like I, we're, we, we don't have a staff. It's, it's a 24 hour gym. So it's, you know, everybody needs to clean up after themselves, but you know, fucking people don't. So I'll be like in the middle of warming up and I'll just look over and I'll just see some shit out of place yeah. or see some shit that I've told people a million times not to do. And then I'll just start getting like fucking pissed off. Like these motherfuckers, <laughs> you know, like, and then I, I, I'll be like, fuck, I'll deal with that later. I'm training right now. Just fucking yeah. get it out of my head. Yeah. You definitely it's hard to, it's hard to separate though, isn't it? It really, uh, yeah, it really is. I mean, it really is. But so, uh, so to finish off, Tell us about your your project. Tell us about the lightweight the lightweights and what you aim to do with it. What let, let us know more because we've got we've got like um, the guys that listen to us will a lot of these guys will be really interested in. Uh, in what yeah. So tell us about. yeah. So yeah, it's 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 me and Re- Rebecca Lorch. Rebecca Lorch and me. Uh, we're the lightweights. We're both lightweight, you know, strongmen, uh, and. You know, early on, it didn't really have a purpose. It was just, I was training for Worlds. She was training for Worlds. And I was like, well, let's just fucking, you know, let's train together and like, you know, have some fun. Uh, but early on, you, you know, and, and the original idea was just to do like silly little skits and shit, just like, just to goof around with the camera <clears throat> and like, you know, just, just have some fun and document the training. Um, but now you know uh it was actually a conversation we had with her boyfriend alec and it's it's something i had never even thought about and then once he said it it was so obvious you know to me was well wait i don't don't know if you you guys have seen it or not um but i just realized you know like people don't even know that like weight class strongman exists 
right? Like I've wanted to do strongman my whole life, but it wasn't until 2015 that I even considered, like thought that it could happen. And, and, you know, I'm a little bit older, so maybe it's a little different for me. It's not like there's not, you know, there wasn't like the internet and social media the way there is now. So it, it would have taken a lot more work for me to find it at that time. But, uh, you know, just like I, I, I've, <clears throat> I've always thought this because I would, you know, watch, uh, say, the CrossFit Games documentaries, and they're just like so well produced and like these there's like stadiums filled with fucking people. And I was just like, I mean, uh, you know, all respect, obviously a ton of respect to those top level CrossFit athletes. I mean, that's not I think that's not shit I could ever even hope to do. It's like way beyond my capabilities. Uh, but I was just thinking like, why, why are these people watching this? I mean, they should be watching Strongman, you know? And I, I would think back to like the, uh, the arena at 2019 LSG, there's like nobody in the fucking stands, you know, we're just like out there alone. And, and I just, I, I wanted to figure out like, how did, how, how do you like, how, how do you make those, how do you weigh those two things out? Like, how do you get more people watching Strongman? And then obviously people know World Strongest Man exists, but, not you know that smaller weight classes exist um so what we're trying to do i guess is just i mean we're not doing it explicitly it's not like we do anything explicitly to do this but we want to like just bring more awareness that there is strongman that you know, like a regular ass fucking guy. Yeah, I suppose you know? people like the, the regular person. You go to the you go to the the shop or the grocery store, or whatever you call it, and then um, and you ask somebody like, "What what strongman? What does strongman mean?" And like they, they they'll just describe to you the, these like kind of the stereotypical massive open weight overweight guy that's yeah. Um, where whereas actually there's with strongman the 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 so the so so much that the regular person can benefit from it's like uh, i've d- personally i've done like loads of loads of sports my whole my whole life and this is the sport that that actually i'm at, i'm at my fittest my strongest my most mobile most explosive um i, ju- I just feel like at my physical peak now compared to when i played football rugby tennis squash anything Whereas when I got into it, like people told me that, oh, you won't be able to do this if you lift weights, or you won't be able to run if you lift weights, or you won't be able to, or you'll be muscle bound, or you'll be, or you, do you, do you understand what I mean? Like the, these kind of yeah, no, of course, that, yeah. That, that, that's actually, well, well, no, it can lead to that if you go down that path <clears throat> that those big guys are doing, but you don't have to, like you can be successful, like, yeah, do, do you can be strong as fuck, you can be explosive as hell just being a, being a regular guy. Like I like actually going out at the weekend with my family and like going to the park and people looking at me and meeting new people and them not know, like they don't look at me and think uh, I'm beating strong man. They just think yeah. I'm a normal, normal guy. And I, and I really like that. I'll see. I, I want everyone. Strong man in the lightweights. It's been a bit, I feel like it's been a bit stagnant for a little while. Yeah. Like he hasn't, he hasn't grown much in the last kind of, five years or so um so if you guys if you guys watched uh on our youtube channel the conversation we have with alec pagan i did a little bit of a clickbait title and i said should world strongest man be dissolved yeah yeah i saw that <clears throat> yeah so <clears throat> so alec has this argument and i mean 
I stand by it. I think it makes sense. It's it's hard. It's it's a really hard thing to say out loud. But world's strongest man, like, should go away. Like, it, there shouldn't be that competition anymore. We should all compete together, just in different classes. And it's it'll never happen, <laughs> which is fine. But you know, me as an eighty kilogram strongman, right, winning a world championship, I don't think is any different than say Novikov winning or Eddie Hall winning or fucking Thor or anyone. It's just different. So, so the, 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 only, the only difference is like, and this is the big argument that people say, I think is like, you can go, you can go and compete against Novikov because he's a, it's sure, the, but I can't, can I? The, sure, the open class. That's like, sure. I, sure. I could, but effectively I can't. And, and everyone, like everyone knows that. But, but, but you, but you well, weight class you, sports and weight class sports. You can't, that's a shit argument, really, because it's like saying, "Oh well, it, it, it's May, funny. May, mine's a shit argument, Shane." It's like saying Mayweather will get knocked out by uh, Anthony Joshua or something. It's like, well, yeah, but he's in a different weight class, so it's, no, no, but it's not. My point is the open, the open class is is open class. Like for instance, like I want to compete in open class eventually when I'm strong enough. Like, um, yeah, but I know you're saying you're the best in the world under eighty. Why is that yeah. different to the best in the world? Yeah, open? also. Like a, a tangentially, an argument would be that there's also an open class at OSG, but that's not the world's strongest man. Yeah. But the open class for the women at OSG, that is the world's strongest woman. Yeah, I think the problem is is that worlds are owned by that television company. Yeah. Uh, that's, not that's by anyone who is involved in strongman. So no matter what they present, because I speak to. Joe Scholes is one of my best mates who works for Giants and he films all the fucking clips and everything. Europe's oh, Joe, yeah, yeah, Joe, Joe. Yeah, you know Joe, don't you? Yeah, so he, yeah. he'll say that, like, uh, you know, they, they don't have any say in what they do. Um, you know, they can't change yeah. that comp. Even if they want to, they just don't have any say whatsoever. So it's just, that's why it's sat as this, like, outsider. Yeah. And you can't and, change and, and, and just to be completely clear, I'm not trying to, like, you know, just big myself up for no reason and, and be like, I, I deserve more attention, nothing like that. Um, but it's not bigging yourself up, it's bigging the weight classes up as a whole. And 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 I think what, what you end up getting is the sport as a whole grows, right? Like if, you know, fucking you grab any regular guy at the store and you say, hey, you know what CrossFit is? He's like, yeah. And also he thinks I could do it if I wanted to, I just don't want to. You say, do you know what strongman is? And like, oh, those guys that pull airplanes with their teeth. And like, fuck. And like, <laughs> that's for that's you know, that's for them. So yeah, if, if you promoted, if you promoted the eighties, the nineties, the one hundred fives, one twenties, equally, yeah, more people, just more people would find out about it. And then, as a result, you would bring more attention to the heavyweights as well, right? Like, just promoting the eighties generally. Uh, or equally would, would also maybe somebody never even heard of strongman and the reason they they see it is because some dude who kind of looks like them is doing it or some girl yeah, obviously yeah, yeah and then they say oh i want to do that and then they say oh there's also oh they're also really big guys who do it too you know maybe they yeah they came into it from well, the this thing way. is i think that it could make the sport 20 times bigger because if you look at some of the most popular athletes i mean at the end of the day let's be honest dude, people get popular definitely. because of the personality and Absolutely. um 
if you're a good athlete and you've got a good personality and you're fun to watch, you know, people follow you, you grow. And it, absolutely. So if they pushed the weight class sports, you open yourself up to all these different characters, all these different people, and you just promote people in a certain way. And then you might find that, like, for example, Conor McGregor's one of the biggest athletes in the world, and he's like yeah. 155 pounds or whatever. No, no one cares that he's in a weight class. They like the fact that he's double champ, you know, yeah. which you could have in Strongman, an underrated guy going up to 90s. And, you know, and you can create, this is one thing I've been saying to Joe, the official strongman need to do is they need to create a little bit more ent- entertainment, a little bit more character behind it. And I think that's how the sport goes forward is by building names up and then having it like Tommy versus, I can't remember what that guy's fucking name was, what was it called? He said that won it in 2018. Oh, Nate. Yeah, you could build you two up about, because I didn't even know that there was two champ two previous champions that have never gone up against each other and now they're gonna you know compete this year. That's like a cool little story. You can like run yeah. with that and create some like vibe behind it and stuff. But I just don't think at the moment anyone's properly marketing the the weight classes properly. And yeah. I think that's the, the issue. And I, I think there's so much potential like this it's so marketable because people people see you see a picture of you or lifting these this fucking crazy shit and be like, oh he looks like the regular guy. Oh, you're a bit more Jack, don't get me wrong, but but like, <laughs> but like, it's a lot more relatable. Like people, a lot of people will see that. Who a lot of people see yeah. strongman on the TV and think, oh my god, like, wouldn't it be amazing if I could do that? But no, I can't do that because yeah. you have to be a, this bit. You have to be that size. Whereas if it, it's like more in the public media or on TV, and they say, whoa, hang on a minute, like he's only he's five kilos lighter than I am. I can do that. I want to go and give that a try. Is this so yeah. local to yeah. me? I, I, th- I think it's great, man. And, and then, like, if you look, yeah, if you look at the uh, like the numbers, uh, the viewership numbers uh, of like weightlifting, like the seventy eighty class is like the most viewed. You know, so just from a just a money standpoint, it just, yeah, it's, it, I've been it, saying it this for sense. years. They're missing out on so much because a lot of the under nineties, one hundred five guys as well have real marketable personalities and no offense to some of the opens but they just don't <laughs> they're just a bit yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, they're very you get the odd one or two <clears throat> but a lot of them are just a bit boring and the 90s guys yeah. whenever i speak to 90s or 80s or 105ers they're always different characters loads of different backgrounds um and i think if you just built upon it it would be, be fucking class but obviously you need to create a platform to be able to do that which yeah. is why i wanted official Strongman too, because they've already got a pretty decent platform to do it. They're just not really doing it. Well, tell Joey to stop fucking posting you training Mark Felix and put me on there. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is the problem. He, he doesn't get. He doesn't get the. You know what I mean? He's not. He's not allowed to do stuff like. He doesn't have full. Yeah. Full yeah. saying it. So I, I already gave him shit. I think I did one night. I was like, <laughs> I was like, cut this shit out, man. Put me up. <laughs> so uh, to to be fair, I mean we're. Um, we're uh, we're we're being active with uh, getting the the lightweight um, yeah. stuff up yeah up, yeah like, with uh, me you and Jane. You guys, uh, Anthony Furman doing it with the 105. Yeah. That clash on the clash on the coast. That's going to be really? good. Um, yeah, like, fuck yeah. Like pe- people said to me about this uh, Britain's idea that we said. They said, um, "Oh yeah, sounds good, but you won't <clears> get the entries. You won't get." You won't get you. You won't get. So you guys are already up to like entries. forty, right? I've got thirty-eight paid entries yeah. so far, and we closed it like last week, and we're gonna 
open it up again for a day in like uh, yeah. <laughs> a, a month, uh, six weeks before. Um, and it's like like out of nothing, we've we've um, we've produced a, what are we up to about fifty one thousand five hundred pounds prize money, which is like oh, in yeah. in in this country is for the weight classes has never been. Well, yeah. I love that you're doing it because this was always my idea to do here and I was going to start it next year, but seeing how successful you are. Uh, okay. Well, Joe yeah. Scott doesn't know it yet as well, but I have a plan for Britons. Um, I'm going to pay him from a gram to film the Brits under 80s Fuck yeah. and edit it into like a bit of a highlights thing. Dude, uh, yeah. Follow a couple of the guys around couple I mean, of athlete so, interviews and that yeah do do, do do like a little documentary like a little yeah, like a little mini idea, doc. Yeah. fuck yeah that's what you so that's to answer the question you asked me a long time ago that is kind of the idea with the lightweights i'm not doing a great job at it because i'm so busy and it's a lot of fucking work yeah uh, to train and to film and to edit i'm doing it all myself um but the idea is you know like it would be fucking sweet if fucking rogue or spd or whoever the fuck came out and like you know started filming me to like make uh, planning to make a documentary about OSG and, you know, like follow who the people they thought would win around so that the end they could, you know, have us in interviews and shit. Yeah. Nobody's going to fucking do that. So I just do it myself. So I've been trying to like film everything. And then have, hopefully have you, asked, the end... have you asked for any help or support? So, so no, the, the, before the lightweights, I was working with this, um, th this other guy uh, who's a director and he convinced me that we should do a little documentary. Um, so I just kind of want to document this year leading up to Worlds. You know, I had a back injury and now I'm getting better, yada, 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 defending my title. Um, like make my own little thing. And the idea was to like shoot for about six months and then uh, sort of put a little something together and then shop it around to see if anybody wanted to support and like help move it forward. But, um, you know, this was kind of like what I was thinking with the documentary for Brits was like, I kept saying to myself, somebody needs to... Uh, like basically what I was just saying, somebody needs to get these athletes on screen, build up yeah. something and that. And I've got a pretty decent audience for the UK on my Instagram because I pretty much only target my following towards UK-based strongmen and powerlifters. So I know that it's like a good thing. And I thought to myself, you know what? Why don't I just fucking do it myself instead of yeah. waiting for somebody else to do it? So that's why I was like, I already, well, I already had planned to basically travel around to different comps and just do it for... Well, for my own gram, really, but I'd be filming these people, these comps for free, basically, and putting little highlights together just to help the competitions get more exposure and stuff. And then as soon as the Britons under 80 thing came about, I was like, oh, that's an even fucking better opportunity um, because you've got a national title, deadlift world record attempts, um, you know, all these freaky athletes. I thought, what a great highlights video that'd be of like to showcase the under 80 sport, just get it out there and interview a few people and you know just make it something that you could sit down and watch almost like a tv show kind of thing like dude absolutely yeah it'd be pretty cool i'll watch the hell out of that yeah so that's kind of what i want to do with joe i've not told him this yet though but he... well <laughs> joe you got to do it you got to do it joe no, he will. He, he likes the sport he likes growing the sport just as much yeah. as us and uh he knows he's got with his editing skills and what he can do he knows he's can be a big part of it so i'm sure we will right i'm gonna i'm gonna have to wrap it up there have you got anything else to say sir well we have you on uh, 
no, you know, no. Uh, you know, follow me, follow the lightweights. The lightweights is spelled L-I-T-E weights because the regular way was taken. <laughs> oh, so is this the Instagram page for the? Uh... Yeah, and it's on YouTube as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so gr- great to meet you, and it's nice to nice to meet somebody who's like our philosophies are seen quite aligned in a lot of ways, you know, like what we're saying about the, about the sport in general and growing the sport and raising awareness and stuff. So I think like, I love doing stuff like this because you actually get to network and actually, yeah. I can't think of anything immediately and you maybe, maybe, maybe can't right now, but if you, if something comes into your head, the way that I or Shane can help you or we can work together on, on something, then, where completely open to ideas. I love it. Yeah, I love it. And, 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 and <clears throat> we want to uh, sport, don't we? So, well, I've started a uh, I've started a clothing company. It's called Odd Objects, um, and I'm working on uh, some shorts at the moment. So, they should be in production later this year. So next year, I'm going to sponsor. I'm going to sponsor the uh, the 80s in Britain. Oh, I want to be, be on there. I want to be there. Brilliant. And I, 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 I love people are helping the sport as well because the more people we get that just keep pushing it, then eventually we're going to break through. And I think it's going to be fucking class. Yeah. yeah. And to- Tommy, I'll give you uh, $100 if you break the break the world record. Another a little bit of uh, money towards your flight if you break Hell the yeah. world record in Britain. All right. Yeah, let's do it. All right, mate. Remember. All right, remember great to talk to you guys. Yeah. All right. See you. Nice one. <laughs> bye-bye. Yeah. Cheers, guys. See you later. All right. Bye, y'all. Peace.